888-298-8289 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, coming right up right now. Do ba do 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 we 
We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're here with some of the very best in jazz music for the next three hours plus, because we go on to... Uh, a little while after midnight, so, and we do this uh, every Monday night. This month, of course, this is the last Monday in the month of, merry month of November, if you can call it that. Um, we have done a month of jazz features of albums that were low-rated initially by the critics, by the esteemed jazz critics from uh, magazines like uh, uh, Downbeat, etc., etc. Um, and strangely enough, all of these albums became classics. Now, we had three artists on uh, the first three Mondays, and even though the records uh, or the albums that we played were low-rated initially. Of course, they became classics. And even during the time when these reviews came out, uh, these musicians and leaders, their careers weren't really affected by these low reviews. Um, they had already built a significant fan base. Uh, their albums were, people were looking forward to their latest album, uh, all this kind of stuff. So um, the albums, even though they were low-rated and musicians and, and, and jazz fans kind of laughed at the critics for being so ignorant, uh, it, the, the um, artists themselves didn't really suffer. However, and it's a big however, tonight's jazz feature artist did suffer because of a low review. His name... Harold Floyd Brooks, better known as Tina Brooks. Now, Tina is spelled T-I-N-A. A lot of people used to look at that name and say, well, that's a girl. Well, it isn't. Uh, Tina Brooks was uh, male, and uh, despite the spelling of his name. And it was actually a corruption. It was a childhood nickname because he was small. Um, and he grew up in Fayetteville, North Carolina, where he was born. And his, uh, his friends called him, uh, hey, little Tina, you know, because tiny. So it became Tina. Anyway, that's how you pronounce his uh, name. Now, Tina Brooks um, hadn't really, he was kind of an underground figure in New York um, at the time. And... Uh, he had moved there. He had played in all sorts of rhythm and blues bands and so on and so forth, developed his skills as a really profound saxophone player, tenor saxophone player, and uh, moved to New York when he was a member of uh, Lionel Hampton's entourage um, and decided to settle uh, in New York. And uh, his roommate was, of all people, uh, a very young uh, he really hadn't started in his career yet, Freddie Hubbard. And uh, they, were, they became buddies, and they roomed together. And Tyna started making his name uh, around New York, sitting in at all the clubs and proving himself to be uh, uh, an excellent player. And soon 
He was a sideman with uh, Kenny Burrell on, on a couple of significant recordings. Um, he also um, played with organist Jimmy Smith and recorded with him and actually did uh, his first album for Blue Note with uh, Lee Morgan, Art Blakey, and some other people, some very prominent people. Unfortunately, that record was not released, um, I guess for business reasons. And uh, Tyna appeared on Freddie Hubbard's first album under his own name, which was recorded for Blue Note, an album called Open Sesame. And somehow this opened the door for Tyna Brooks to do an album. And he did our jazz feature album, and as it turned out, this was the only album that was ever released at the time under his name. And it only had one printing, so it very quickly became a collector's item. And uh, then Brooks went on to record two other albums for Blue Note Records, and for reasons that we really don't know about, they were never issued. And the crux of the matter was the review of this record that we're going to listen to. It got two and a half stars in Downbeat magazine. Everybody on the album was praised. Freddie Hubbard's playing was praised. The piano player, Duke Jordan, uh, the rhythm section. Brooks was, uh, was dissed. They said he wasn't uh, a very distinctive player. He had a rather unpleasant sound. <laughs> and uh, the compositions were that he wrote uh, were really nothing to speak of. So uh, it was kind of a sad condemnation of an album which is now considered a classic. And when you hear it, if you've never heard this album before, you'll find out that it's, it's a wonderful recording. Now, the sad story here is this review that this album got. And, of course, I think that was one of the reasons why the head honcho of Blue Note Records decided not to release any more Tyna Brooks albums. Um, it simply wasn't a very good business decision. There's been other kind of views on this, but I think that's basically what it, uh, what it was. So, consequently, this was the only album that Brooks did of the four that he did for Blue Note, um, that saw the light of day. Now, of course, um, years later, all of Brooks' recordings have been released. Um, they're all available on single discs. Uh, Mosaic, the great uh, um, record company, uh, CD company, put out a comprehensive uh, package of all of Brooks's albums with beautiful photographs and all the information. That was quite wonderful. And now Brooks, of course, is, is uh, respected and, and worshipped as one of the most distinctive tenor saxophonists ever. Now, he definitely wasn't a Coltrane or a Rollins, but damn it, Tyler Brooks could really play. And he had his own sound and his own concept. And you'll hear all, all of that when we play the music for you. The sad um, story of Brooks 
was that he, after 1961, his last Blue Note recording, he never recorded again. And I guess somehow he, he did do a tour with uh, Ray Charles' band in um, 1963, and that was kind of his last go-around because after that he returned to New York City and kind of fell into... Brooks had always been a, uh, not a committed drug user, but he was a drug user, and it just got worse. Um, and, of course, he took to alcohol as well and uh, um, so on and so forth and fell into kind of a, uh, kind of a depression and uh, ended up pretty well on, uh, on the skids, um, a drug addict, alcoholic, and uh, eventually stopped playing entirely and uh, died, sad to say, uh, in 1974, he was only 42 years old. And so it's kind of a bit of a tragic story. He never uh, did live to see uh, his musical value be reassessed and, and all the praise heaped on him. And, uh, of course, that's one of the tragedies. Tyna Brooks. All right, we're going to get to the music. Now, as I mentioned before, this is the only album that did see the light of day. It was issued on Blue Note Records and called True Blue. Tyna Brooks with Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Brooks, of course, on tenor saxophone, Duke Jordan on piano, who is uh, absolutely wonderful on here. Duke Jordan doesn't waste any notes when he plays. His contribution here is is quite profound. Uh, Sam Jones on bass and Arthur Taylor on drums, an ideal rhythm section for uh, the music on this album and and the concepts of these two young men, Freddie Hubbard and Tyna Brooks. Uh, Of the six compositions we're going to hear, only one is a standard, but it's a very uh, kind of an obscure standard. I'll tell you more about this in a second. All the tunes on the album are written by Tyna Brooks, and they have his own special kind of writing, and uh, he's a very soulful, bluesy player, uh, and and the compositions kind of reveal that, but he's also very lyrical as well. Nice tunes, all of them. So the first five are all originals by Mr. Brooks, and we begin with Good Old Soul, and then we Go to track number two, which is called Uptight's Creek. And two number three is dedicated to a girlfriend of uh, Brooks. It's called Theme for Doris. It's very similar to um, Horace Silver's tune, um, Nika's Dream. A very, very similar kind of a concept. Very beautiful. Lyrical. And then we hear the title track is two number four, and that's called True Blue. And then tune number five is an up-tempo tune called Miss Hazel. And the final tune is an obscure standard tune written by Carl Fisher. And it's it's a great uh, piece of music. It could be an original composition, but it's actually an old, obscure um, standard tune. And it's called Nothing Ever Changes My Love for You. And that concludes the album. So I hope you enjoy this uh, recording. It was recorded uh, June the 25th, 1960 um, at Rudy Van Gelder's studio. And the people involved, once again, Tyna Brooks 
on tenor saxophone, Freddie Hubbard, just beginning his career on trumpet, Duke Jordan on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums. And we begin with Good Old Soul. Thank you. 
And that is our JS feature, and that was the music of the one and only Harold Floyd Brooks, better known as Tina Brooks, spelled T-I-N-A, but pronounced Tina. Tina Brooks from Fayetteville, North Carolina, wonderful musician who sort of passed very briefly over the jazz horizon. And this was the only album. He recorded four wonderful sessions for Blue Note. This was the only album that they released. And, of course, as I mentioned before in the preamble, it definitely affected his career in music. And um, sad to say, uh, although Tyna Brooks had recorded with Jimmy Smith, uh, Kenny Burrell, uh, Jackie McLean, Brooks uh, never recorded again after 1961. He did do a, a tour with Ray Charles' band, and uh, that was about it for uh, for him. Um, he kind of fell into um, you know all the effects of uh, drugs and alcohol, and eventually stopped playing in the late 60s, and died in 1974. Sad to say. At a rather young age, he was only 42, uh, and I guess he was just totally discouraged with what never happened to him, and he deserved a lot more. Obviously, this album, of course, is now considered a classic, and it's the uh, last of our um, albums that were initially uh, dismissed by jazz critics um, and have become classics. And as I mentioned before, the three artists that we did feature on the previous three Mondays, uh, their careers were not affected um, by this kind of uh, critical dissing. But um, I'm afraid Tyna Brooks, not only his career, but his recording career was affected by uh, the bad review that this record got. Um, uh, the reviewer, uh, for Downbeat Magazine, which people read and bought their records sometimes reading the reviews and saying, oh, it's a good review, I'm going to buy that record. Uh, it, this record got two and a half stars, which is um, fair, uh, two and a half out of five. And uh, they mentioned everybody on the album. They mentioned how wonderful Freddie Hubbard was, up-and-coming trumpet player, the veteran Duke Jordan, uh, playing beautiful uh, piano, not wasting any notes, just making sense of everything, the rhythm section, Sam Jones and Art Taylor, and they dismissed Brooks as being an undistinctive, um, unpleasant-sounding tenor saxophonist. And the original compositions, uh, he wrote five for this album, all undistinguished. And it just kind of dissed the poor man totally undeserving, and um, you heard the music. Um, I think it's a classic album, and uh, of course, nowadays, um, Brooks, um, <laughs> a little too late for him to appreciate it, but he is uh, respected and worshipped and studied, uh, and all of his albums have been uh, issued and are easily available now, but this was the only one that ever saw the light of day. Sad to say. So we have Tyna Brooks on tenor saxophone with Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, as I mentioned, Duke Jordan on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums. And all of this was recorded uh, June the 25th, 1960, and in at Rudy Van Gelder's studio. 
We opened. Um, the first five tunes are all compositions by Tyna Brooks. Uh, we opened with one called Good Old Soul, and then we the, tune number two was entitled Uptight's Creek. Tune number three was a very um, beautiful thing, um, closely related to Horace Silver's composition, Nika's Dream. Um, and this one was called Theme for Doris. And then we moved to the title track. Tune number four was called True Blue. And then an up-tempo rousing thing called Miss Hazel. And the final tune was actually a standard tune written by Carl Fisher. Um, very obscure tune, but a very beautiful melody that Brooks arranged. And the tune uh, ending the whole album was called Nothing Ever Changes My Love for You, a standard tune. And uh, that's it. Uh, the album True Blue, issued on Blue Note Records. And, of course, the great and uh, sadly neglected in his lifetime, Tyna Brooks. So we hope you enjoyed that jazz feature. We have something special coming up right after these um, brief announcements. And we'd just like to tell you that uh, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and this is The Jazz Show. member of CITR and Discorder, but are you a true friend? Get a Friends of CITR and Discorder card for $20 for discounts in Kitsilano and around UBC at On the Fringe Hair Design, Rufus Guitar Shop, Stormcrow Ale House, The Bike Kitchen, UBC Bookstore, Australia Boot Company, and so many more. Assistance today, sir? No. I could help you cross the street. No. I Tired of a world of no when you have so much to give? CITR and Discord got you with an outfit for all that stuff. Volunteer Wednesdays are back in the CITR lounge. It's an open house for members like you who are looking to meet cool people and get into the station. Join up, meet some folks, help some causes, or just hang the freak out. At the CRTR Discord Lounge from 1 to 3 every Wednesday for food and good times. Well, I gotta help you cross something. Sometimes it seems like the only thing you can count on in life is the fact that Mint Records will always have an Xmas party and always have it ridiculously early. This year, join Woolworm, Needles and Pins, Jay Arner, Supermoon, Calarisa, and Dumb at the Astoria on December 2nd for music, presents, and Xmas fun. You're listening to CITR 101.9 broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkameenum-speaking Musqueam people. <laughs> 
Now, those of you that listen to this program know that I um, usually announce what we're going to play, and we play it, and then I talk about it after and back announce it and tell you what you just heard, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to do something different right now. For the next little while, I'm not going to tell you what this music is. Uh, There are three different selections on here. I'm not going to tell you the names. I'm not going to tell you the performers. I'm just going to tell you to sit back and enjoy uh, the music. It's, it's each uh, track here is very different, and uh, it explores a different area of improvised music. And I do believe it will be quite a contrast to the music you heard on our jazz feature. As a matter of fact, I know it will be. So I certainly hope you enjoy the music you're about to hear, and I'll tell you all about it after we listen. And we're going to start right now.
Thank you. Uh, next song is the title piece from um, our most recent album called Duets. This is the duet suite.
Thank you very much. You've been a great audience. Terrific. We'd love playing for you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been great to play for. We'll see you again soon, I hope. Thanks very much.
Well, we heard three pieces of music, very different, and uh, I didn't tell you what, uh, what they were. Maybe some of you might recognize the artists, maybe not. One thing I can tell you is that these three pieces of music, although the tunes, the melodies have been, and, and different interpretations have been issued on commercial records, these performances have not been. They're all very, very special. So we'll begin with the first one. It was a band called Azimuth, not to be confused with the um, Latin band with the same name. This is a very special um, chamber group of improvisers, including pianist, uh, and <laughs> his name escapes me right now. Uh, first of all, Norma Winstone, one of the great uh, innovative vocalists. Uh, she's from England, and uh, of course she has been here uh, several times and performed. And uh, Canadian-born, uh, the late trumpeter Kenny Wheeler, and I uh, <laughs> can't think of the synthesizer uh, keyboard player's name. My goodness, it's John somebody, and it'll come to me in a moment. Some, for some reason, um, it's a very common name, too, and uh, for some reason, it's just uh, escaped my, um, through one of the holes in my head, so there you go. <laughs> Uh, I will remember it in a moment. But the uh, next piece of music, and, and that piece of music that we heard with, with Azimuth, 
was entitled Textures, and it was a, a, an improvisation and uh, a very beautiful piece, and it was recorded at the one of the first major Canadian jazz festivals. Uh, this was even before um, Montreal got started. happened in Edmonton, and it was the, a festival called Edmonton Jazz City, and it was run by a uh, redoubtable entrepreneur by the name of Mark Vasey. And uh, that performance took place at the uh, Schachter Theater in uh, Edmonton in 1980. Textures with Azimuth, Kenny Wheeler, Norma Winstone, and uh, John Taylor. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was a very common name, and I thank uh, a very good friend of mine for uh, suddenly forwarding the name. <laughs> John Taylor. Uh, how could I forget that, you know? But uh, I did. I met the man several times, too. But there you go. Memory sometimes can just uh, pop out. Anyway, so with that uh, solved, we moved to the next piece of music. And, of course, it was the Chick Corea-Gary Burton duo. And they have recorded many albums over the years. And this one was entitled The Duet Suite. And it was also from the Edmonton Jazz City uh, Festival. And, of course, it was the final piece that uh, this marvelous duet played. And, of course, it led to a, a, a total standing ovation, and, and people were just absolutely amazed. And the duet suite was, uh, well, obviously written by um, both Chick Corea and Gary Burton. Chick on piano and Gary Burton on vibes. And the final piece was from the Paris Jazz Festival, and that was the Don Poland George Adams Quartet, with, of course, the great late Don Poland on piano, the late George Adams on tenor saxophone, and Danny Richmond on drums, and Cameron Brown on bass. And that piece of music was kind of based on the Bo Diddley riff, um, rhythm pattern that Bo Diddley uh, uh, personalized, and that piece of music was called Big Alice. So that's the three pieces of music we heard. We heard Azimuth, Kenny Wheeler, Norma Winstone, John Taylor, Textures, Chick Corea, Gary Burton, Duet Suite, and the Don Pullen George Adams Quartet with Danny Richmond and Cameron Brown doing Big Alice. So we hope you enjoyed that uh, selection of music. It was very different from our jazz feature. And uh, we'll be back with the brand new album by someone who is one of the most uh, beloved of our resident musicians. And she just had a, a big sold-out concert down at Frankie's. I'm talking about Jody Prosnick. I'm going to play a couple of pieces from her album. The, the concert that she played last Thursday at, uh, at Frankie's was the uh, CD release party of this album entitled Sun Songs. We're going to hear a couple of tunes from that right after these messages. And I'd like to tell you, you are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on the web, www.citr.ca. And my name is Gavin. Uh, no, I can remember my own name. That's not bad, though. My name's Gavin Walker. And I'll be right back with uh, Jody Prosnick and her beautiful music. You, friend, 
member of CITR and Discorder, but are you a true friend? Get a Friends of CITR and Discorder card for $20 for discounts on Main Street at Anti-Social Skateboard Shop, Biltmore Cabaret, Red Cat Records, Lucky Comics, The Wallflower Modern Diner, Neptune Records, The Rag Machine, The Regional Assembly of Text, and so many more. Tired of begging for rides from your friends? Bobby, I don't have time to take you to the soda shop again this week. Lugging those groceries on the bus got you in a sweat? Man, oh man, these bags of salt sure are hefty. Being on campus without a car ain't easy, so check out Zipcar and get wheels when you want them. Join now to get your membership for only $20 at zipcar.ca backslash UBC. Looking to get a reliable and affordable used bike? Come to the Bike Kitchen, UBC's full-service community bike shop, located on East Mall between Brock Hall and Irving K. Barber. If you buy a bike from us, bring it back to us when you're done, and we'll give you half of your money back, as long as you took good care of it. If it needs repairs, we'll split the cost with you. Yeah, you heard me right. We'll give you crisp dollar bills for half the original price of any used bike that you buy from us, minus the cost of repairs. For more information about our buyback policy, find us online at thebikekitchen.com. Jody Prosnick is a wonderful musician, bassist, teacher. Uh, she's contributed so much to uh, the Vancouver jazz scene, as um, has her husband, Tilden Webb, one of the finest piano players in the country. They both live here, perform here, uh, wonderful people and wonderful musicians as well. Jody's new album, which has been issued on Solar Live features um, her music and her husband. There you go. Uh, Jody, of course, is the leader on acoustic bass, and Leila Bialy is the vocalist. She is absolutely wonderful uh, on this uh, CD. Tilden Webb on piano, on tenor and soprano saxophones is the redoubtable Steve Caldestat. And on drums, another very fine musician who is just about everywhere, plays with everybody, Jesse Cahill on drums. We're going to hear two pieces of music uh, from this album. It's called Sun Songs. And the first piece of music is uh, a co-composition of, of Jody's and Sherry Ulrich's, and it's called Listen. And the second piece of music is uh, a Jody Prosnick uh, composition, called Storm. So these two pieces of music from this brand new album, Sun Songs on Cellar Live. Here is Jody Prosnick and listen. Whispers, the whispers 
to branches high Put your roots down deep Lift your branches high Put your roots down deep Lift your branches high Cause beyond the clouds There are stars in the sky The storm is coming Two marvelous pieces of music from Jody Prosnick's brand new album called Sun Songs. And that um, both compositions um, written by Jody. The first one was entitled Listen, and that was um, a co composition with uh, uh, Jody Prosnick and Sherry Ulrich. And the second piece of music was uh, Jody's own called Storm. And we heard, of course, Jody on acoustic bass, um, Leila Bayali on vocals, and uh, Steve Caldestat on tenor saxophone on both pieces, and the wonderful Tilden Webb, Jody's husband, on piano, and Jesse Cahill on drums. And Sun Songs is the title of the album, and that's a brand new release on Cellar Live. And, of course, um, that album was officially released last Thursday at uh, Frankie's. Um, Jody and the band played to a a sold-out show down there and did all the pieces of music from this uh, wonderful album. And we'll hear more from it in future shows. Jody Prosnick. All right. Speaking of Frankie's and uh, jazz clubs and all that sort of stuff... You know, this uh, an event took place um, a few days ago, and uh, amazingly enough, um, it, the the um, crowd was <laughs> crowd, if you can call it that, was was very very disappointing, and there was a lot of uh, stuff on social media about um, um, posting stuff on on Facebook and sending emails and so on, and 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 
Many people said this is not really an effective way of advertising. Well, <laughs> how else are you going to do it? People don't read newspapers as much as they used to. Um, even community newspapers um, that are free uh, seem to uh, not be that effective. So we live in this uh, uh, um, information age where everybody's online, connected, uh, iPhones, all this kind of stuff. And yet everybody was saying, well, uh, I never heard about this particular event. So many people did. So I don't know. It's, it's very difficult to, to know um, these days uh, what to do about certain events. But anyway, uh, this isn't an answer or anything. I don't have any answers to it, and I'm sure a lot of people don't. But anyway, one thing to do, a lot of people say, well, where can we hear jazz in Vancouver? Well, it's very easy. You get on, on the Internet. And, and you go to a, a website, coastaljazz.ca. Uh, That's an extremely comprehensive website. And uh, not only uh, are all the coastal jazz um, events posted on there, the schedule at Frankie's Jazz Club, which is uh, uh, sponsored by Coastal Jazz and choreographed by Corey Weeds, um, there's so much good music down there, and it's there... Uh, all the time, there's all kinds of things going on, so it's very easy to um, not only see who is playing and who you want to hear, um, you can book tables, you can make reservations, you can do all the stuff online, so it really is very convenient. You can sit in front of your computer and say, oh, wow, yeah, I want to you know, check that out or go see this or uh, take my girlfriend here or, or, or take the family or whatever. So one of the things to do is get on to the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. That's the um, fine group of people that bring you the jazz festival every year. And, of course, their website is extremely comprehensive. And another very fine website that I always mention is VancouverJazz.com. There's lots of information on that website, lots of links. And um, it's one way to acquaint yourself with um, the jazz scene we have here in Vancouver, which is actually pretty prolific when you think about it. A lot of people say, well, you know, it's not really a jazz city, but it is, you know. Um, there's a lot of young uh, students learning jazz, uh, learning all about the music, learning about the history of music at Capilano College and various other jazz programs, BCC. Uh, so there is an awareness. It's not that uh, jazz music has that high profile, but if you want to look for it, you got to look for it. And that's one way to, one way to check it out. Uh, two websites, coastaljazz.ca or vancouverjazz.com. Both of them are really comprehensive and well worth checking out. There's also free music every Saturday afternoon at... Um, yeah, they call it something different, but it's, <laughs> I still call it Pat's Pub. It's got a new name now, um, but it is, it's Pat's Pub in the, in the historic Patricia Hotel in the downtown east side. Uh, they have jazz there every Saturday afternoon, no cover. Uh, you don't even have to buy anything. If you don't have any money, you can go down there and hear some of our finest musicians there. And uh, it's Saturday afternoon from 3 to 7, and it's absolutely free. Uh, 
Uh, if you want to have a beer, have something else, or have a hamburger, the food is really good down there, and uh, a whole selection of ales and uh, and and whatever. But the uh, there is no cover there, so that's uh, that's a blessing for uh, those of us that uh, money can be a little scarce sometimes, and you want to catch some culture uh, very cheaply. That's one place you can do it. So there you go, and there's other venues, of course, that uh, present jazz music uh, periodically as well. So it's up to uh, if one is interested. Check it out. Those websites, coastaljazz.ca, vancouverjazz.com. All right. We're going to move now to um, some very prominent musicians from the city of Toronto, the center of Canada. (laughs) Well, it's a very important uh, uh, city. And, uh, of course, it's a city that people um, love to hate um, or hate to love (laughs) Uh, either way. Uh, it's an important, uh, um, it is a wonderful city. There's all kinds of excellent uh, musicians that live there. Some are our former Vancouver residents who have moved there. And, of course, uh, there is a great jazz scene, uh, as there is in, in most cities in Canada. There's, there's some um, wonderful jazz in Toronto. And uh, one of the bands uh, that is just excellent and has just put out volume two of their music is the octet led by bassist, legendary bassist Dave Young and legendary trombonist Terry Promaine. Now, both of these gentlemen um, are arrangers as well. So we're going to open with a Terry Promaine arrangement, and then we're going to play a Dave Young arrangement. But the personnel in the band, uh, Dave Young, of course, on bass, Terry Promaine on trombone, both of these are co-leaders, uh, the great Tevin, Kevin Turcott on trumpet, uh, Vern Dorge on alto saxophone, Mike Murley on tenor saxophone, ex-Vancouverite Perry White on baritone saxophone, Dave Restivo on piano, and ex-Vancouverite Terry Clark on drums. Terry went to Lord Bing High School and, um, of course, went on to fame and... Uh, huh. Some Fortune as well, one of the finest drummers in North America, bar none, Terry Clark. So uh, we're going to hear two pieces of music. first one, as I mentioned, is uh, arranged by Terry Promaine, the trombonist, and it's a great old standard by Jimmy McHugh and Dorothy Fields called I Can't Give You Anything But Love, Baby. And it features solos by Terry on trombone and Mike Murley on tenor saxophone. And it's Terry's arrangement. The second piece of music we're going to hear from this album was written by the great Duke Pearson, probably his best-known composition. Uh, Duke Pearson was a wonderful pianist from Atlanta, Georgia. And he wrote this tune, became a jazz classic called Janine. And we're going to hear uh, the Dave Young arrangement of that tune with solos by alto saxophonist Vern Dorge and trumpeter Kevin Turcott. So I can't give you anything but love, baby, and Janine. The Promaine Young Octet. Yes, (laughs) here we go. (音楽) ¶¶ 
Well, that's a boss band from Toronto. That's the Dave Young, Terry Promaine Octet. And, of course, uh, all kinds of great people in that band. Dave Young, of course, on bass, and Terry Promaine on trombone, both the co-leaders, and they write arrangements. Uh, Kevin Turcott on trumpet, Vern Dorge on alto and baritone saxophone, uh, Mike Murley on tenor saxophone, Perry White on baritone saxophone exclusively, Dave Restivo on piano, and the great Terry Clark on drums. We heard two pieces of music. The first one was um, a standard tune by Jimmy McHugh and Dorothy Fields called I Can't Give You Anything But Love, Baby. Uh, and that featured that was an arrangement by Terry Promaine and featured himself on trombone and Mike Murley on tenor saxophone. Some fine work on there by Terry Clark as well. And the second piece of music was Dave Young's arrangement of the great Duke Pearson composition called Janine. And we heard solos by Vern Dorge on baritone saxophone and Kevin Turcott on trumpet on Janine. So this is a very fine album. It's on Modica Music, M-O-D-I-C-A Music. Uh, that's where you can uh, find this one. We're going to move to uh, the president right now, the real president. Not the one that's in office now, the real president, the jazz president. The second messiah of jazz, I'm talking about Lester Young, Lester Willis Young. Lester Young was known as the Prez. Uh, that was the name that um, Billie Holiday gave him. They were, they were great friends throughout their, um, both of them had rather tragic lives, and both died very close to one another as well. They were not lovers, but they were friends, very, very close. And um, Lester Young, of course, was the, I call him the second messiah of jazz after Louis Armstrong because he created a style on tenor saxophone that was unlike any other. And, of course, he was immediately, uh, initially rejected (laughs) in some of the big bands when he moved to New York, but he found his home in Count Basie's band. And, of course, um, uh, Lester Young uh, scored so much uh, in, that, in that band, and his solos are, all of them are just jams. But here's Lester um, with Basie, uh, done in 1944, and it's uh, the Lester Young Quintet. Lester on tenor saxophone, Count Basie himself on piano, Freddie Green on guitar, Rodney Richardson on bass, and one of my all-time favorite drummers, Shadow Wilson. And we're going to hear four tunes from this particular recording session. The first one is entitled Blue Lester, Lester's Blues. And the second tune is a standard tune called one of Lester's favorite ballads, A Ghost of a Chance, I Don't Stand a Ghost of a Chance with You. Um, And then an up-tempo tune, um, entitled Indiana, which became very common uh, amongst uh, jazz musicians, a standard. Everybody had to know that tune. And the final tune is entitled Jump, Lester, Jump, and that's his composition. So those four tunes we're going to hear from this classic recording session, beginning with Blue Lester. 
President, the real president, Lester Young, on tenor saxophone, as I said, the se- second messiah of jazz, really. Lester Young with Count Basie on piano, Freddie Green on guitar, Rodney Richardson on bass, and Shadow Wilson on drums. And we heard four tunes uh, from this uh, session, which was recorded for Savoy Records, May the 1st, 1944. And we heard Blue Lester, 
And then we move to uh, Ghost of a Chance, a tune written by Ned Washington and Bing Crosby. I don't stand a ghost of a chance with you. And then we heard a, a great uh, standard tune played by all jazz musicians entitled Indiana. And the final tune was entitled Jump, Lester, Jump. Lester Young, the one and only president. We're going to move now to uh, the gentleman we closed the show with last week, Big John Patton, one of the masters of the Hammond organ and a very good friend of mine named Steve Cartmel um, was completely blown away. Now, Steve Cartmel was, has been, was around the Vancouver music scene for many, many years and is a very, very fine uh, organist himself, and uh, we played in different bands together. And uh, Steve um, is familiar with most of the great organ players, but uh, he told me himself that he wasn't too familiar with Big John Patton. So I'm going to uh, play these two pieces of music by Big John, dedicated to Steve Cartmel. And this is from an album, Got a Good Thing Going. That's the name of the album. Uh, it came out on Blue Note Records. And Big John Patton uh, on Hammond organ with Grant Green on guitar, the one and only, and Hugh Walker on drums, no relation, and Richard Landrum on conga drums. We're going to hear two pieces of music. The first one is, was written by Sam Cooke, and it's called The Shake. And the second piece of music was written by a composer who, uh, whose music we just played um, a little while ago, Duke Pearson, great pianist from Atlanta, Georgia, wrote some wonderful tunes. And we're going to hear another one of his fine compositions uh, called Amanda. So The Shake by Sam Cooke, followed by Amanda. And Big John Patton. Look out. Thank you. 
Hammond organ great Big John Patton from an album called Got a Good Thing Going. And that was John Patton on Hammond organ with Grant Green on guitar, Hugh Walker on drums, and Richard Landrum on conga drums. And we heard two pieces of music. The first one was entitled The Shake, written by Sam Cooke. And the second piece of music was written by pianist Duke Pearson the late Duke Pearson. He wrote some great tunes, and uh, this was another one of his good tunes called Amanda. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9. We're broadcasting from the campus of the University of British Columbia on unceded Musqueam territory. And you can uh, also check us out online on the web, www.citr.ca, for live streaming. Here is an album which is a little bit elusive. It was recorded February 3rd, 1960, in Hollywood, featuring some great West Coast musicians and led by stellar trumpeter Conti Condoli. And with Conti, the wonderful Buddy Collette on tenor saxophone, Vince Guaraldi on piano, you know, he's the, the guy that does uh, Charlie Brown. Yeah, same guy. Uh, Leroy Vinegar on bass. And one of the great left-handed drummers, Stan Levy. And we're going to hear three tunes from this album called Little Band Big Jazz, the Connie Condoli All-Stars. Uh, the first one is entitled Muggin' the Minor, written by, well, all three of them are written by Connie Condoli. So the first one is called Muggin' the Minor. The second tune is called Mumbo Diane, and the third tune is called Countin' the Blues. Here then, trumpeter Conti Condoli.
We heard three tunes from a rather rare album, which came out on Crown Records. Um, it's hard to find, called Little Band Big Jazz. And uh, that was a, a quintet led by the great Los Angeles uh, trumpeter Conti Candoli. And that featured uh, Conti, of course, and Buddy Collette on tenor saxophone, the great late Vince Guaraldi on piano, yeah, that's right, the Charlie Brown guy, and Leroy Vinegar on bass, and Stan Levy on drums. And we heard three tunes written by Conti Condoli. And the first one was uh, uh, obviously a minor key thing called Muggin' the Minor. The second tune uh, was a, a, a mambo called Mambo Diane. And the first one, or the third one, was a straight blues called Countin' the Blues. Very fine and uh, rather overlooked album recorded in the uh, early 60s in uh, Los Angeles, Conti Condoli. We're going to turn now to one of my favorite editions of Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers. This is known as the uh, second Jazz Messengers. The first band broke up, and Blakey had to uh, rebuild the band from the drums on up. And, of course, there were people in and out of the band and then finally settling on this personnel. And, of course, then they recorded a number of albums together. Art Blakey leading Spanky DeBrest on bass from Philadelphia. On piano, another Philadelphian, Sam Dockery on piano. And... On the front line, from Cleveland, Ohio, great little trumpet player, Bill Hardman. And on alto saxophone, one of the finest and most individual voices of that instrument, Jackie McLean. And we're going to hear a piece of music written by saxophonist Gigi Grice. And it was dedicated to the great baroness of jazz, Nika Rothschild. And this one is called Nika's Tempo. Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers from December of 1956.
Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers as they sounded December of 1956 in the Columbia Records recording studios. And we heard Jackie McLean on alto saxophone, Bill Hardman on trumpet, Sam Dockery on piano, Spanky DeBrest on bass, and, of course, the mighty Art Blakey on drums. And that was a composition written by Gigi Grace called Nika's Tempo, dedicated, of course, to the Jazz Baroness. Well, that's it for this edition of The Jazz Show. We shall be back in the month of December, next week. And we're going to be getting, uh, or have two very interesting jazz features um, to begin there's only going to be three shows in December, so we're going to, the first two will involve uh, jazz features from soundtracks from movies that have nothing to do with jazz, but the music from these movies is jazz music. And the first one will be the original music from the famous... Um, movie that made Michael Caine a household word. I'm talking about the original movie, Alfie. And who did the music for that movie? None other than Sonny Rollins. He wrote most of the music, with the exception of the famous hit song, um, Alfie, for that movie. And we're going to hear Mr. Rollins' score for that uh, movie as well as the hit song played by Rassan Roland Kirk. So that's going to be our special jazz feature next week. And uh, following that, we have another um, soundtrack for a movie that had nothing to do with jazz, and it was done by none other than Miles Davis. And we'll be doing that in the second week of December. And the third Monday in December will be our final show for 2017, and it will be our always special Christmas show. And we'll be doing um, all kinds of Christmas music that you, that you won't hear in the shopping malls. Okay, and we do that every year. Anyway, that's the agenda, and we'll see you uh, next month. So take care, stay out of the rain, and uh, have a ball, and join us next Monday evening. On behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, The Jazz Show, and, of course, CITR 101.9 on your FM dial or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.
Thank you.